0: All right. Well, welcome to uh, church. This is the uh, most significant Sunday of the year, and uh, it's just great to be together. And man, we've had a uh, a wonderful weekend. And I was just uh, blessed on Good Friday for those that were able to join us, and then as well yesterday for the Easter egg hunt. And uh, Pastor Katie um, talked about it so well, so I don't want to add anything to it. But what a great time just to come together into the house of the Lord. And uh, just see some kids have a good time. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, they enjoyed themselves. And I saw this one little girl, and she had her winter coat on, and it was full of chocolate eggs, like, bursting out of it. I just, I'll never forget that. All right. So that was my highlight yesterday. So we're going to start with the uh, gospel reading uh, for today uh, that the church calendar follows, the church scriptures follow. And then it leads us into our uh, message, uh, main passage for today which comes from Luke chapter 24, uh, verse uh, 38 and 39, all right? So, But we're going to start uh, today in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, all right? So I'm going to read it to you, and then we'll uh, jump ahead and uh, throughout the Scripture here. It says this in Luke chapter 4—oh, or, or, man, I messed up my words. Luke 24, verse 1 says this, But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared— And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, uh, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. How many of you have dazzling apparel? Anyone? One, two? All right, well done. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Verse 6, He is not here, but has risen. "'Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee "'that the Son of Man must be delivered "'into the hands of sinful men "'and be crucified on the third day rise.'" And on the third day rise, verse eight. "'And they remembered his words, "'and returning from the tomb, "'they told all these things to the eleven "'and to all the rest.'" Those were the disciples. Verse 10. "'Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna the, and Mary, "'the mother of James and the other women with them "'who told these things to the apostles.'" But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. This was men not believing women. I'm not sure if that's happened before. Spouses know all about that. But Peter, no one's laughing because you're all guilty. Verse 12. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen clothes by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. So Peter was the one who went and looked. So today is a special day for our church. It's Easter, it's Resurrection Sunday, and it's such a pleasure to be here. So today we're going to continue. We've had a series of messages that started at the beginning of Lent, which is the preparation for the church into Easter. And so this is our seventh in a series of messages, and uh, today is the final message in that series. And uh, I'm kind of mixed emotions about it, but it's all good. And uh, we've watched... uh, Uh, a a video each week uh, just kind of of a modern portrayal of uh, what happened in the Gospels uh, leading into Easter so today was of course James the Lesser Along with you, I believe that Easter is the most significant moment in the church calendar. Without the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, we would have no reason to celebrate. What would we be celebrating? We just be, I don't know what we'd be doing. It would be strange, at least, for, uh, from my perspective. The death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus over Passover weekend, which has just been happening, is a celebration of freedom, from captivity that's what passover celebrates and the the reason why it's so significant that jesus died and rose again over passover is that our captivity was sin and separation with god and that's why it's so significant that we're gathered here today i read this quote this week i want to share it with you says this in his final days jesus the king borrowed a donkey washed Dirty feet, ate with misfits, forgave enemies, and went to the cross because of his love for humanity. This is grace. Amazing grace. And that's from Eugene Cho. With this picture of grace, let's begin our message for today. We're going to turn our focus to Luke chapter 24, verses 38 and 39. So this is what it says. And he said to them, so this is Jesus speaking, and he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for his spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. So this is where we're going to hang out today. This is Jesus appearing to his followers and his friends. Here's a question for you. Have you ever been surprised? Raise your hand if you have. Okay, a couple people. Well done. All right. I have been surprised. Now, have you been like really, really surprised? Like peel your pants, surprise, scared to death, surprise, had a heart attack, surprise? <laughs> Jason raised his head. I'm not gonna ask what for. All right. So when I was 16, uh, I had my eyes on this beautiful, uh, very specific electric guitar. All right. And this was a big deal for me. And after a few months of searching through endless uh, music stores, there was only two in the area. So that was the, et- that, the extent of it. <laughs> it was uh, at the guitar store just down the street from where I grew up. And I found the guitar that I wanted and I was so excited I had the exact right amount of money. And uh, so my dad, I told my dad about it and he wouldn't let me buy it because he wanted to make sure that I was making the right decision, the right purchase. And uh, I knew what the right decision was, but he wanted to, to make sure for himself. So long story short, I went to the guitar store one day after school to buy this guitar. My dad, he'd kind of, you know when you're a kid and your parents, they give you enough approval that you know they're not gonna be mad at you? Like they don't bless you say, yeah, go for it. They're like, uh, and you're like, okay, that's good enough. And uh, so I went to the store after school uh, one day and uh, I went to to buy this guitar. I had my money ready to go. I was like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Here I come. And uh, I walked into the store and I walked right over to the spot. This guitar had been there for at least two weeks, if not more. I walked right over to the the spot where the guitar was, and there was an empty shelf. And it was gone. I said to the the sales guy, I said, Where did this guitar go? And he said, Oh, some person just bought it. I was like, What? And I was, man, I got to be honest, I was so upset with my dad because he was the one that stopped me and so i left the store and i probably cried on the way home i don't want to admit it but i probably did and uh as i got home and i was so angry i was like i can't believe that i didn't get this guitar i did all, i did everything right and i didn't get it oh man i was so frustrated and uh, in those days i would always go down into my parents basement after school and uh i would play guitar was what I, would do. I had some other ones but uh, as i went into the basement I, I noticed as I turned the corner, this strange guitar case in the corner of the basement. And it was all dark and dimly lit, so I couldn't see it to us. Well, so I flipped the lights on. And to my surprise, my dad was the one who went to the guitar store, picked up the guitar, and bought it for me. And I was so surprised. I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I went from being so angry at my dad to just, I was like... I was like, "Thank you!" I, oh man, it was crazy. It, he didn't—he didn't think it was that big of a deal, actually. But uh, it was for me, and uh, so there we go. Perhaps it was a gift that somebody gave you uh, for Christmas or an anniversary that you were not expecting, that made you super surprised. Or even a surprise birthday party somebody threw for you. Some people love surprise birthday parties, and maybe that was something that really jacked you up. But when we think of those who went to the tomb, we're reminded that on that Easter Sunday morning, when Jesus came back to life and rose from the grave, he gave those that would gather, those who would search for him, he gave them the ultimate surprise. Scripture tells us that God first gave the whole resurrection story, this is interesting, to a group of women who were at that moment in history, maybe a lesser part of their own society. But God chose his most significant moment in history to be revealed to a few women chosen by him to spread the good news that Jesus is alive. You see, God chose the women there because God values women. Jesus is the greatest advocate for women in all of history. And it was Mary Magdalene whom Jesus had the first encounter with after he rose from the dead that gave her the biggest surprise of all time. The biggest surprise. Wouldn't that have been incredible? You see, the Lord Jesus loves a good surprise and loves to show up in unique and miraculous ways even in our life today. As we look to the passage from Luke, Jesus describes the scene for us. Let's just back up to Luke 24, verse 38. We just read it. What we find is Jesus says this, Why are you troubled? So here's our first point, our first thought for today. Number one, don't be troubled. Being troubled is not an option for someone with Christ in their life. Trouble is a seed sown by the enemy to concern ourselves or doubt ourselves. You see, these followers of Christ weren't even sure they were seeing and hearing. Even though Jesus was right before them, they weren't even sure that they were seeing or hearing. They were wondering if this really was Christ. There was a concern and worry by the disciples that this was not Jesus, this was what they were worried about. I thought of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, one of the greatest hurdles for anyone in accepting Jesus as a real person, whether by the disciples of the day or even by us in this moment today, is that we are trusting what is not seen. You can't see it. You can't punch it. You can't shake it. You can't do anything with it. We're trusting what is not seen. By definition, believing in the Lord Jesus is simply having faith. That's what it is. We're not just relying on a higher power or a source of understanding. You see, today I'm believing in the hope of Scripture that which isn't seen by my own eyes, but is understood within my heart and within my spirit, that he is the Lord. You see, facing trouble is a real feeling and a real emotion. I have to be honest with you. Uh, If I was one of the disciples in that moment, I would have probably been troubled, just like they were. I don't think that I'm any better than them. They don't know the reason why Jesus is not in the tomb. They haven't figured it all out yet. But it hasn't yet crossed their minds that he has risen from the dead. He's revealing himself to them. But when it comes to Jesus himself believing that he is real flesh and bones, that he actually did what he said he would do, he actually came from out of that tomb and is alive to this day. He's still alive today is what I would want to say this morning. You see, we are to be troubled by this. We are to find hope in the fact that Jesus is alive. Our faith drives us to a deeper understanding that God is God, and I am not. If you feel like your faith isn't strong enough sometimes, don't worry, his own disciples, the the original crew of Jesus, doubted for a moment that he was alive. So our second point is this, don't doubt. Doubting is a great struggle for many, many people. You see, it's easier to doubt than have faith. I can doubt anything. I, it's that simple. For example, I have doubt that the Maple Leafs can win tonight <laughs> because of what I've seen, what I know about them. I'm scared to death what history has told me about them. I am filled with doubt. I really am. I guess it's not tonight, it's only in a few hours. All right, never mind. <laughs> I'm really scared now. However, in the same way, I have faith that the Raptors will kick the butt of those Orlando Magic tonight. Based on what I've seen in their history, I'm filled with hope. Those guys aren't even going to score. All right. You see, anyone can doubt. It's easy. It's easy to doubt. Having faith requires much, much more from us. I have a quote I want to share with you today. It says this. Faith does not operate in the realm of the possible. There is no glory for God in that which is humanly possible. Faith begins where man's power ends. I love that so much. I'm going to read it again. Faith does not operate in the realm of the possible. There is no glory for God in that which is humanly possible. Faith begins where man's power ends. So good. In the Bible, the book of James warns us about doubt. It says this in verse, uh, verse 6 of J- uh, James 1, it says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Doubt should not be a part of the life of someone with Christ inside. When it comes to Jesus, we have no reason to doubt. I came across a poem uh, this week that I'm going to share. It says this, How often we trust each other and only doubt our Lord. We take the word of mortals and yet distrust his word. But oh, what light and glory would shine over all our days if if we always would remember God means just what he says. God means just what he says. What a true statement. God means what he says. He doesn't lie. He's 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 not trying to trick us. He's not trying to manipulate anyone. He means what he says. Believing the word of God costs us nothing. <laughs> you just believe. It doesn't, you don't have to make payments. You don't have to do things to believe. You just believe. You just choose to believe. Believing that Jesus walked this earth, grew and as an adult fed thousands, taught in the synagogues of his day, healed the blind, raised people from the dead, died on the cross, and three days later rose again. Dying in the place of every one of us today so that we could have eternity with him the author and speaker Ravi Zacharias once said we have a right to believe whatever we want but not everything we believe is right <laughs> hence why I'm scared for the Maple Leafs tonight alright because I've been reading some good things I'm scared to death Death will leave us empty tired and completely broken None of these things are of God. Faith in God leaves us filled, full of joy, and aware that he has a specific purpose for each of us. Faith in God leaves us filled, full of joy, and aware that he has a specific purpose for each of us. So our third point today is we're going to shift. We're not to be troubled. We're not to be filled with doubt. But we are to see. Verse 39 says, see my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see. The Lord Jesus is before us today. He's reminding me and every one of us that he is right here. He's right where he was, he's right where we left him last. He's, he's here, he's even if you haven't spoken to him for many, many years, he's right where you left him. He's here. He's not gone anywhere. When we ask God to reveal himself to us, he opens our eyes to see him in things that we would never have noticed before. When Leland, my oldest son, was born, I began to get a picture of how God the Father looks at every single one of us how his love is without condition. There's nothing that you can do to make God love you less. He just loves. He is love. That's who he is. God, may our prayer today be that you would open our eyes, remove the veil from our eyes to see you and to love you. And to see the love that you have for each one of us. So we can see him. Our fourth thought is this. He is real. Jesus is not a spirit or something that isn't real. He is the real deal. He ascended into heaven just as alive as you and I are today. Now think about how crazy that would be to see one person that will leave church today and they'll just walk up to heaven down Highway 6. Boom, there they go. All right? He is real, just like you and I are today. Make no mistake, Jesus is flesh and bones. That's who he is. Finally, I I just want to start to wrap this up with The thought that was left in the the film we watched at the beginning here. The actor said this, less of me and more of him. You see, one of the simplest scriptures you will come across is this. From John 30, verse 30, one of my favorites. He must increase, but I must decrease. As the video mentioned at the beginning, I just want more of him in my life. In everything I do, everything I touch, everything I say, I just want more of the Lord Jesus in my life. You see church, I am nothing without him. And I have everything with him at the center of my life. Church, we're gathered here to uh We're gathered here today to celebrate. There are many celebrations across the world today. I was looking at a few of them online earlier this morning. However, I believe today that this is the greatest day of celebration in all of history. You see, Jesus has risen from the grave. The Bible says, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the word of the Lord. Today I don't want any of us to miss this moment. I believe that God brings us together for such a time as this. I don't know what tomorrow holds. The Bible says we're not promised tomorrow. I'm not even sure if the Leafs will get through the first period. But today is a new beginning for us. God has put us together in this place for such a time as this. I can't help but ask this one question today of everybody in the room. Not one person is excluded The question is this, have you accepted Jesus Christ into your life? Yesterday, I shared the Easter story with the kids uh, that were here for the egg hunt, and I read them this scripture. I'm going to read it to you. It's Romans 10, verse 9. It says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. People say to me, well, how do I know that I'm a Christian? How do I become a Christian? And I'll always say, confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart, and you're saved. There's there's nothing else to it. It's not hard. Uh, Our minds play games with us. The world around us confuses us. It's simple. Jesus, you are Lord of my life, and I believe it in my heart today. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to say. We don't need to be troubled or doubt. We can see that Jesus is real, and if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is raised from the dead, that you are saved. Maybe you've had a tough stretch where you've dealt with a lot of uh, where you dealt with a lot of doubt in your life. Maybe you've heard some things today for the first time. Maybe you feel as though a veil has come off of your eyes and you can see that jesus is who he says he is for the first time today you're seeing that if that's you i want uh you to repeat this prayer and we're all going to do it together we're all going to repeat uh with one another together so what i want what i'm going to do is i'm going to read this i'll read a line or two at a time and i just want our whole church our whole congregation to repeat it back to me so we'll start with this dear god I know I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin. And that you raised him to life. I want to trust him as my savior. And follow him as Lord. From this day forward, guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.